Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We are held in the hands of the goddess. We are held, we are held, we are held. We are loved in the heart of the goddess. We are loved, we are loved, we are loved. What in your life needs to heal? Is it something in your body? Is it in your thoughts or your feelings? Welcome to the Empowered Healer Show with your host, Dr. Susan Allison. Our program will present healing methods and ideas to help you change the challenging parts of your life and support the people who mean the most to you. Now, here is Dr. Susan Allison. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Empowered Healer Show. I'm Dr. Susan Allison, and I'm so happy that you're here today. I'm glad I'm here, too, and that I have a home that's all in one piece, and my streets aren't flooded, and overall, I'm just so grateful for everything today, especially after seeing the photos of the devastation from the storm in the east. I lived in New Jersey uh, for two years and in New York for one year and have visited many of the places that I saw on the news, and it was so sad for me to see. I remember visiting the stretches of beach uh, in New Jersey along the shore, and my heart goes out to everyone affected by this storm, everyone who's lost loved ones in their homes. We really have no problems in comparison. And I feel like such a whiner this week because I've been upset that my phone and my internet were out for four days and we had a small power outage and didn't have um, landline phones or an internet for since last Saturday. But really, after watching the news last night, my issue is so trivial compared to our fellow Americans to the east and the magnitude of the disaster that they're experiencing I know we can donate money to the American Red Cross for disaster relief, and they're also asking we donate blood since so many of the blood drives have had to be canceled. Let's all do something to help, whether it's through prayer or through some kind of donation. Uh, Really, these are our brothers and our sisters. I'm also really impressed with President Obama and the governors and mayors of all of these East Coast states and cities. You know, watching them last night on the news, working together along nonpartisan lines, forgetting about their political parties, and just being human beings, working for the same cause, the human cause. I'm also irritated by commentators and politicians who criticize this reaching across the aisle in friendship and a common goal. I feel it's so shallow, and actually, how un-American. My hope is that this disaster brings us together more closely, more in harmony, 
and more in tune with the principles upon which America was founded. May we rise to new heights in consciousness and listen more to our higher selves and less to our egos. I pray that we can. So how fortunate we are today, listeners, to have a guest who also teaches and writes about harmony, about connection, and unity in our relationships. She is Dr. Karen Good, and I have had the privilege of being a speaker on one of her telesummits about relationships. Dr. Good is the author of 18 printed books, that's impressive, and dozens of e-books. She's been the ghostwriter for more than 60 nonfiction books for new authors. As the founder of the HeartWise Approach to Relationships, she offers trainings and coaching in this approach for coaches, parents, couples, and individuals desiring to improve their relationships with life partners, friends, and professional colleagues. Today on the show, Karen will talk about her newest text, From Fizzle to Sizzle, for Crucial Tools for Relationship Repair. Let's welcome Dr. Karen Good. Hi, Karen. How are you? I'm wonderful, Susan. Thank you for that incredible introduction to our gratitude today. I was applauding your sending energy and love to our fellow Americans, so I'm pleased to share that with you. Thank you. Thank you. I couldn't do anything else. You know, I, you know, I think about or pray about or meditate about what I'm going to say in the beginning of the show, and that's all that would come, is because it's just, uh, I'm just so, so sad by uh, what has happened to so many people. And, you know, $50 billion also in loss for, uh, I think, just the state of New Jersey. And I, I did live there in my 20s and just felt, such a connection to the people and to the land there. So thank you for that. So I want to talk more about you. And I always start with something personal with my guests. And I'd love to know what about relationships has fascinated you and it's been the core of your work. And has this focus had anything to do with your own life and your own relationships? Well, most definitely. I was always one of those kids, Susan, who asked, why? Mm-hmm. I didn't ask things like, you know, how does the TV work? I always ask, well, why did you do that? Well, what was your reason for doing that? And I always wondered what made people tick. Uh, I always told my uh, parents that I was going to be this forensic psychologist because I thought the criminal mind, as aberrant as it was, is like, what makes it tick? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, yes, I am, <laughs> I will say, I could be a relationship expert if an expert were defined as someone who learned from their mistakes because my current husband of 26 years is my third husband and I married straight out of college, had our children, and I could not understand why my high school boyfriend and my future husband changed after we were married. Uh, I, he felt he owned me. He he cried when I cut my hair short. And it's like, oh, my gosh. You know, mm-hmm. we made our life plans together. And uh, once our daughter was born, he presented me with a whole other life plan. And it's like, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. understand he had a very specific temperament called the doer or the achiever or the behavioral person and was not always sensitive to uh, emotions that I had. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I would say my second husband was a professor, and 
on the rebound, I certainly fell right into that trap of wanting to be taken care of. He was a kind man with a good heart. Uh, we started our family together, and I married into a culture that was family-oriented. So when we were married, his mother came to live with us, mm. and his stepson came to live with us, and then it became a little violent. So after seven years, that was over. Mm-hmm. What I found in my current husband is a soulmate, if you will, in that there was love with acceptance. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to change. I accepted him for what he was, and he'd actually returned the favor. Our temperaments were very compatible. So over the years, as I've been working with families and family therapy, I think you were a therapist, were you not, or are you still? I'm still, yes. Yeah. So some of the things that I began to learn about the science of bonding was the science of one's genetic predisposition as a temperament, Mm -hmm. and then how to get through that. Mm -hmm. So I began to work with people on their, you know, in the therapeutic sense of emotional discussions and emotional patterns and relationships. And, you know, they really stemmed from more of an emotional, what I call emotional hijacking. Yes. You know, childhood pattern. So these are things that I'm finding people don't know. Yep. Uh, no, that's very I, true. Yeah, you got it. So when I started training parents and parent coaches, I'm finding the same issue. It's like, oh, we want to be parents. And, of course, there's not a manual for it, but I see it in my own grandson. You know, he's now six, and we all suddenly expect him to understand things, mm-hmm. you know, this or that, or what the rules are. But nobody's ever had a discussion with him about these things. Yep. So, yes, it has most certainly influenced my work. And now I try to make it simple in explanation so people have these aha moments and can have success. I'm just not committed to anything but people's success in connection and relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I've written a divorce book, Conscious Divorce with Random House. And so I also have seen the other side, which is that when people have done everything, they really have, you know, and, and some critics say people take divorce lightly, but they really, really don't. The people I've worked with really have done everything. They have tried everything. They have exhausted every possibility and every method, and they still divorce. So do you also see this when you say that, you know, you want success for people? Does that include when they've des- they decided that it's for the best for them to part? You know, I have. I, I like you, uh, come from this conscious place of truly understanding the mutual goals, the mutual values, and what the individuals bring to the marriage. And, you know, and if, if trust isn't there anymore, if it's just time to move on, I think we're living in that day and age where permission is okay. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean you fail. It means you really are making a conscious choice. Yes. I came from the viewpoint of Catholicism, of it's a failure and you sinned and you need to hurry up and fix it and do it again and make it work. And it's like, you know, uh-uh. Yeah. I loved your book. And, oh, thank you. you know, have recommended it to others because the word conscious divorce means that we are transitioning by mutual decision and love. Yep. And it 
sends chills through me that people in this time can now do this well. Yes. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I I wrote it in 2001, and all of the people who read it, edited it, and so forth said it was way ahead of its time. And I'm thinking about bringing it out again. My agent thinks I should, and I'm going to call it, if I do, call it Leaving with Love because I – yep. Yep, I feel that that's, that's possible now in terms of the consciousness uh, rising on the planet. People being able to do what they do with love, with integrity, in peace, and as much, you know, harmony for all involved, particularly the children involved. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're going to need to take a break in a moment, but what I'd love for you to think about and have listeners think about is why do you think relationships can be so hard? And also, how do people know whether their relationship needs to be repaired? So let's hold those thoughts for when we come back, and we will be back in a couple minutes. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Join Patricia Raskin, the host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday at 11 Pacific. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call to Positive Living, Mondays at 11 Pacific Time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Dr. Susan Allison is available online, by phone, and in person to help you heal whatever is no longer working in your life. You can go to her website at www.empoweredhealer.com or call her toll-free at 866-268-2121. Dr. Allison also has CDs and DVDs available on her website to empower you even more. You can listen to her voice guide you through meditations, visualizations, and exercises from her book, Empowered Healer. Her powerful book is available from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Balboa Press, and from local bookstores. Begin today to gain the confidence, power, and ability to heal yourself. Visit EmpoweredHealer.com or call 866-268-2121. Being Here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane, right here on the 7th Wave Network. Be the change. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. We are held in the hands of the goddess. We are held, we are held, we are held. You are tuned in to the Empowered Healer Show with Dr. Susan Allison. If you wish to speak to Dr. Allison or her guests this week, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. 
888-528-5795. Or you can send an email to the empowered healer at comcast.net. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone, to the Empowered Healer Show. And I am Dr. Susan Allison, and I have Dr. Karen Good here with me today. And we're talking about relationships. We're talking about her latest book, From Fizzle to Sizzle, and talking about how to get that sizzle back in your relationship. So before the break, we asked a couple questions. One is why, I asked Karen, why do you think relationships are so hard and how can we tell if our relationship needs to be repaired? So what do you think, Karen? Well, from my experience, and I think most people have difficulties in relationship because they're trying to get their own needs met. And they don't understand that it may, it can be as simple as two different viewpoints that are not sharing well or explaining well or having time to talk about those viewpoints. In the end, it's all about me and all about me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So coming together again in, in opening the mind, I believe, answers most of the questions that people will want to know about what's wrong with me or what's wrong with this relationship. And how they know it's wrong is because it bugs them. You know, they're thinking mm-hmm. about it. They're staying up at night. They're hurt. Their gut keeps nudging them to pay attention to something that they might be missing or they don't want to deal with it. It's overwhelming. They push it under the rug. So I think there's lots of clues that we have when something's not working, but the willingness to say it's not working and own it, and then, oh, my gosh, the air is clear. Whoa, I can Mm -hmm. see. And now what do I need to do? How do I need to talk? So uh, my sense is that people are just so busy and have no concept of a core temperament for why the communication is, you know, you're talking as if this person was hearing you and they're too busy staring at your angry face to hear you. Mm -hmm. So how do we get the connection going? Mm -hmm. And that's the key here. Yep. That's really, really good. I, yeah, when you describe in your book, and in a moment we'll have to tell people how they can get it because I, I certainly have enjoyed it. Uh, you, you know, you talk about those signs and for me it's in my body. You know, I've got, mm-hmm. I've got the tension in my neck, the tension in my shoulders or in my gut. You know, I'm waking up in the middle of the night. And so you talk about that in the book and I think it's really, really true that we do have those signals sometimes in our, in our body, in our mind, um, and that something's not quite right. Exactly, and we have expectations about how someone should talk to us or behave with us or pay attention to us, but we expect them to get it or read our mind if we've been married a long time. Yep, <laughs> and, yep. You know, the other person may not have a clue, to be I honest. Know. They just don't get it. And that's yep, okay. yep, and that's where the communication comes in. It's so, so important. So I wanted to, since we we don't have hours and hours, which I wish we did, because I have so much I want to talk to you about. But I'd love for you to tell listeners about your your tools and you know the tools that you talk about in your book, uh, from fizzle to sizzle. One of them is figuring out what your core temperament is. I wonder if you'd talk about that a little bit. I will. Uh, it all started probably way back in early medicine, but today we have. According to science, four basic core temperaments, which is nature's genetic contribution 
And so we kind of know that's a science of how we come in. You can think of the achiever, uh, the doer, the achiever, and they're very behaviorally oriented. They're oriented by their world. They're the mountain climbers. They control their environment. They're the CEOs. And they're not too emotionally sensitive, but they get a lot done, and they lead teams well. So when you look at the doer and you find a woman who's or a man who's very emotional and needs nurturing, that's not the doer's personality. That's not their core temperament. They're more into the challenge of the relationship. Uh, the thinker, the cognitive-type person who analyzes, really does stay in their head a lot. They're not much in their body. Uh, their pattern in relationships is to be shy and have to learn to trust over time. And they don't date a lot. You know, this is like my nephew who, you know, gets married for the first time at 32 and, and falls head over heels. But they're madly in love and enjoy each other. He's mm-hmm. very shy in his temperament. You have the interpersonal person like you and I that are very supportive of others and coaches and, you know, we're in the helping professions. And then you have the affective, intuitive, artistic type temperament. And those are always the entrepreneurial, uh, spacey, not always in time, escape kind of dealing with life. So we all have different patterns of stress, communication, and viewing. So where I see parenting coaches that I train have the biggest difficulty is when you have an interpersonal, artistic type mom who's very much at home and involved with her kids and dad is not home and dad is a behavioral doer and does well bringing home the money. But their communications clash. Mm -hmm. Or you have a child or let's say you, uh, my good friend, we're going out to lunch and you're always 15 minutes late and I just plan on that because you're an artist and you've been working in a very zoned space and I respect it, but I take it personally. Hey, why aren't you on time with me? That's Mm -hmm. disrespectful. Instead, I would just say, oh, that's your temperament, so we'll arrive sometime between 2 and 2.15 and have a great lunch. You know, no hassle, (laughs) because I understand that, right? Yeah. So that's where we clash, and we all have our needs to bond. And what happens is after children grow up and they're teens, we forget as adults, we still need bonding. We still need to be touched. Our needs to be soothed are still there. Mm-hmm. So that's where these temperaments can either just be super, you know, touchy and feely or totally apart. It depends upon how you come to understand each other. It's like the five languages of love. I want to bring you flowers. I'm a doer. I'm bringing them home on your birthday. I think that you would be happy. You wanted me to spend an intimate night with you and say I love you and celebrate our personhood, and I think that I'm doing, there's my word, I'm doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. So that's where the clashes come in based upon expectations versus not understanding the core temperament. Yeah. Makes sense? Yeah, it does make sense. And for listeners, um, when you, and I'm not going to say if, I'm saying when you get Karen's book because it's so good, You'll be able to figure out just through a series of questions what your core temperament is, and you probably can figure out what your partner's is or have your partner take the the survey. Karen, what I found out is I have three that are all 
close in number. Mm-hmm. So what what happens, it's like, you know, and I love the names for this. So she calls the doer the bulldozer, the cognitive in their head person, the detective, the interpersonal person, the border collie, and the intuitive artistic one, the ringmaster. And I love that. But what happens if you have several or at least two to two at least um, that are that are same number practically? Yeah, that is where we want people to find out what their core is and then go through the book and pull out their pattern. So most people are obviously a combination of two or three. Okay. Uh, on, on either end, there are people who have all four and there are people who only have one that really stand out. Those mm-hmm. people actually are more rigid and less flexible. The more that we have, actually, the more flexible we are. Yeah. So it helps to have that uh, that understanding. But there's no need to go into the book. Uh, well, everything is in a chart. So once the assessment is done, they can look at the chart and pull out their general patterns and begin to, you know, have conversations around those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's fascinating, really, really fascinating. You know, at first I was thinking that I was these two parts and my husband was the other two. So what happens if you're with someone who is sort of the opposite? Like you are, like I had the bulldozer and the detective mainly, but then I did the border collie and I actually had one more in the border collie. He's definitely the ringmaster and the border collie. So, so is it better to have a similar core temperament or different core temperament? It really depends upon how you adapt. Mm-hmm. So, I think, you know, we we do have our core temperaments, and I don't think one is better than the other. Mm-hmm. I think it's a matter of how we can adapt to each other. There's yep. also a theory, Susan, that we all live through all four core temperaments in our life anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm still looking at that, but I there is that theory that we experience what we need at different times in our life. But I think it's the it's the ability to be flexible in a relationship that counts and the ability to be willing. So when I work with people, I really do ask questions. The first one is, are you willing to see it differently or approach it differently? And you have to get a yes on that. Mm-hmm. And then you have to ask, are you ready? And the readiness is just a matter of skills. It's like, well, I'm ready, but I don't know how to communicate. I'm yep. ready, but what does intimacy look like to my partner? Um and so yeah. that readiness is where the two come together and begin to talk about the issues and what they can shift or change. So yes. I think it's an eye-opener for tolerance, and I believe that once the patterns are clear, then people have to go through the stages of being willing, ready, and committed to uh, moving ahead. And I think, I hope that's made clear in the book. No, yeah, no, it is made clear. And I was I just gave a talk recently, and part of it was about readiness and willingness you know that that has to be that's just huge because if someone isn't ready and isn't willing it's just not going to happen exactly just not going to happen i see it all the time you know it's like somebody sends someone to my practice sends someone to come and they're not invested in doing it at all it's just nothing is going to change and so i love that that you talk about that readiness and willingness i wanted to to you know we we almost pretty soon have to take a break so i want to start on this but we probably need to uh, just talk a little bit about it but the the four core values you talk about you know the second tool tool is values that you have in common or or not 
what are the four core values that you feel like foster good relationships? And maybe we can start with just one right now. Well, I think the core values come from each person's temperament. So Mm -hmm. we are looking for flexibility, flexibility in hearing someone else's viewpoint. But I also believe that if, if I come to you in relationship or to another person and we haven't talked about our values or making decisions, I'm making my decisions based upon my core values and somebody else is making theirs based upon their values. Yes. So we need to come together and talk about how to bring our values into play and be flexible with them. And when you say somebody isn't invested, you know, to me they hold steady to their values and you can't, I don't, you know, do you want to change that? Well, I don't know. You know, how strongly and how authentic are they in holding on to their values and not compromising who they are for the relationship at the same time as their flexibility? So I think flexibility and communication are probably the top two yeah, flexibility and communication. I mean, communication was my top one uh, of my ten that I came up with. So we mm-hmm. are ne- needing to take a break, and uh, this fascinating discussion with Dr. Karen Good will continue, and we'll be right back. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Dr. Susan Allison is available online, by phone, and in person to help you heal whatever is no longer working in your life. You can go to her website at www.empoweredhealer.com or call her toll-free at 866-268-2121. Dr. Allison also has CDs and DVDs available on her website to empower you even more. You can listen to her voice guide you through meditations, visualizations, and exercises from her book, Empowered Healer. Her powerful book is available from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Balboa Press, and from local bookstores. Begin today to gain the confidence, power, and ability to heal yourself. Visit EmpoweredHealer.com or call 866-268-2121. What are the benefits to combining modern science with ancient healing practices? For the answers, you'll want to tune into Frame of Mind with your host, Terry Sue. Each week, our program focuses on ways to live more holistically. By developing new ways of looking at our world, we can find ways to foster harmony and peace for the good of mankind and our planet. If we learn to live and think healthier, we begin to explore and focus on our strengths. Tune into Frame of Mind, Saturdays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Be visionary. Be extraordinary. Be the change. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. We are held in the hands of the goddess. We are held, we are held, we are held. You are tuned in to the Empowered Healer Show with Dr. Susan Allison. If you wish to speak to Dr. Allison or her guests this week, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. 
888-253-5795. Or you can send an email to the Empowered Healer at Comcast.net. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. And I'm here with Dr. Karen Good, who is author of From Fizzle to Sizzle, for crucial tools for relationship repair. And we have been talking about those tools. And I want to, to ask Karen about the third tool, which is the, the acronym or the abbreviation is HHG. And what does that stand for, Karen? It's head, heart, and gut were the three primary brains that people are looking at right now in science. Uh, affect us. So the head is obviously the brain and our human skull. The heart, uh, I believe all of the research points to our emotional center being uh, carried in this space, though we know obviously it's still energetic and we have a biodynamic energy field. But for just purposes of communication, I ask people to place their hand on their heart. And then, of course, the gut brain, we're now learning probably rules the head brain based upon its neurotransmitters and messages to the brain. So we have a gut brain, a heart brain, and the head brain, and I'm using those analogies to help people make better decisions and choices in their relationships since most of us in our Western society are what we would call the head brain or left brain or deal from logic. Yep. Um, the way I look at it, is probably similar to yours in that my brain is only as old as my body is, but my soul, my energy, my connection in my heart, in my gut, in my soul speaking to me, bring me my inner wisdom from three different viewpoints, one feeling, one logical, and the gut, you know, the one that has to walk the talk and and assimilate everything. So if the heart is the feeler, the gut would be the one that assimilates it And the brain, in our logic, can give us a viewpoint of how to make things work in time. So if we bring these three together to talk about solutions, responses, I think we're better aligned. I don't think we have doubt. And we can get rid of all the worry and the stuff that bugs us because we have our answers. We're competent and confident that we can go forward in it in whatever decision we're making. Here, yep. obviously, relationships. Yep. No, I love it. I love it. Um, you know, I talk about intuition in my book, Empowered Healer, and I, I am talking about it mostly in terms of heart and gut. Because think of the expressions like follow your heart, you know, my gut feeling told me. And it's just ancient, ancient that we have been um, listening to that sort of body talk you know, telling us whether something feels safe or feels right or it doesn't. Exactly. And, you know, this approach is really, I've used it now for about 10, well, I've used it since 2000. But in parent coaching, I've been active in practicing with coaches, you know, those who can access their gut, those who can access their heart and head. And I'm finding that the most outward-oriented core temperament, that of the doer, has more difficulty with accessing the feelings and actually can become uncomfortable. So that's also something, you know, that we need to understand Mm -hmm. for, uh, 
you know, for the thinker, obviously they can access it well, but going to their uh, heart and dealing with feelings is much more uncomfortable even than listening to their intuition. Mm-hmm. Whereas other people are strong in their intuition, like the artistic temperament, and their creativity is high. So everybody uh, has their preferences, but the truth is if there's a willingness to be in alignment with their ideals, their soul, their energy, their body, life is so effortless. It becomes so smooth. The way can be so gentle. Mm, and, that's, yep. Mm, you know, that's the invitation of this book is, is try something different and quit making the same mistakes. Exactly. I And I'd love to, you to try this with listeners and with me right now is have us take us through an exercise similar to one in the book where you have us be, you know, listen uh, with our head, our heart and our gut, our three brains. And so how about if you do that? That would be fine. And I think the best way to practice this is to start with a fun or silly question where we can just get a yes-no answer. And what we are looking for, what we want as the as the normal goal, Susan, is that we have alignment. You know, the gut and the head and the heart would have similar answers. So the point is, we're obviously not going to have all the voices agree, and it's okay to disagree and agree to disagree as long as dialogue is going on internally. So the way that I start is uh, I ask people to place their right hand, since it has more energy output and connection, uh, first to their head. All right. And take a deep breath. And I would ask a really simple question, Susan. I would say, head, may I speak with you right now? Yes or no? And you respond. So, once your head gives you permission, yes, you can talk to me right now, then you ask, hey, am I having a good day today? And you'll get a yes or a no. What do you hear, Susan? Oh, I heard I heard yeses. Okay. So then most people have difficulty coming down because most of us live in our heads. So I ask the person, please place your hand on your heart and take an elevator all the way down to the heart and come out of the elevator and stay there. And when you feel centered in the heart, ask the heart. Are you having a good day? And you'll hear or feel or become aware or know a yes or a no. Then we take that elevator or stairs down to the gut. And I ask you to put your hand, your right hand, over your navel center. This is where you assimilate life. This is where you have to walk the talk. And when you're centered there and feel comfortable, you ask the same question. Are you having a great day, a good day? The gut usually has an opinion or not. So a yes or no is what you're looking for when you first practice this. 
and you can start wherever you want, wherever you're most comfortable. And if I'm with a client student, I ask them to start where they would like. Mm -hmm. So the thinker, of course, would usually start with the head, as would the behavioral doer. Uh, The interpersonal, the affective, usually start with the heart. I don't find a lot of people comfortable with their gut. They're not used to listening to that, though all of us have a lot of gut nudges and hints. So if you have a really crucial decision, such as are we going to have You know, are we planning for a new baby in the house or do we want to take a vacation or should we get a divorce? This head, heart, and gut represents your logic, your feeling, and your intuition. So obviously, if your feeling, intuition, and logic can agree, then you're in harmony and you should move ahead. If you have disagreement or conflicting opinions, then I ask people to dialogue, write down the head's opinion, to write down the heart or talk to someone about it, have a third person, a second person to communicate with about it. Because when you're not in agreement and you go ahead with the project and your body doesn't feel right with it or your head is telling you it's not the right time, uh, it's like jumping into a swimming pool, Susan, if you are not ready, then you jump into a pool that has no water. If you are honoring your feelings and you're trying to tune out the rest of the voices, then you may not be making clear decisions based upon past patterns of your feelings. Some people can go to their heart and some people's hearts hurt. So that's why you need the gut to come along with its ability to assimilate life and absorb from life and find out, you know, what's the real bottom line here, literally. This is the bottom line. So what is it, you know? And that way you begin to clarify and make choices from your inner wisdom and bring it into the world in a very logical framework. So all these voices serve. None is better than the other, but one by itself leaves a part of you unresponsive to life and not being heard. And it mm-hmm. will be heard. So yep, yep. your heart, yeah, you got that. I do. I love that exercise. And uh, you know what's interesting to me when I work with people, it's interesting that for some people that whole gut thing, it's like when I got to my gut during your exercise, it had a mm-hmm. lot more to say. There was a, you know, it was, it was, it was not, it was more complex. It wasn't just yes and no. It had a whole opinion on it. And I also sometimes when I work with people, you know, we actually go to the gut first. I mean, it feels like we sometimes we get a gut body response and then a thought. Uh, and it seems to me sometimes it goes in that direction as opposed to thinking it, feeling it, and then assimilating. Yeah, I would agree. I think people start where they're comfortable. It doesn't matter. The idea is to let the voices be heard. And I'm with you. Uh, I find the gut, oh, my gosh, you know, this person is hearing me. You know, it's like, hey, gut, you got her attention. Hurry now. You know, tell her everything you need to tell her. That's right. And, uh, you know, boy, does the gut go to town and, and people are journaling and it's fast. <laughs> so I think it's a voice that needs to be heard. And when it has the ability, yes, it's got some good ideas and it's got things that are going to sometimes inhibit plans or get plans moving faster 
if people will pay attention and care. Yeah, exactly. Well, the, I just feel like the body never lies. It really Agreed. tells the tells the truth. And that's what I was hearing in my gut was more the truth. It was more, you know, complex. It was the truth. It was this. It was that. It wasn't black and white at all. It was, you know, more gray. So I, I love that exercise. I'm going to use it with people. So we do need to take a break. We're here with Dr. Karen Good, author of From Fizzle to Sizzle, and we will be right back. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Is there a difference between dream work and intuition? The relationship is closer than you think. These are mutually supportive concepts. When you dream, your intuition serves as a foreshadow of the future and can bring rapid results through dream analysis. Tune in to The Partnership of Intuition and Dreams with your host, Dr. Marcia Emery. Explore this unique relationship and learn to understand how the symbolism of dreams can be clarified. Listen every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Dr. Susan Allison is available online, by phone, and in person to help you heal whatever is no longer working in your life. You can go to her website at www.empoweredhealer.com or call her toll-free at 866 866- 2682121 Dr. Allison also has CDs and DVDs available on her website to empower you even more. You can listen to her voice guide you through meditations, visualizations, and exercises from her book Empowered Healer. Her powerful book is available from Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Balboa Press, and from local bookstores. Begin today to gain the confidence, power, and ability to heal yourself. Visit EmpoweredHealer.com or call 866-268-2121. We are held in the hands of the goddess. We are held, we are held, we are held. You are tuned in to the Empowered Healer Show with Dr. Susan Allison. If you wish to speak to Dr. Allison or her guests this week, please call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you can send an email to the Empowered Healer at Comcast.net. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone, to the Empowered Healer Show. And Dr. Karen Good has been talking to us about her latest book, From Fizzle to Sizzle, for Crucial Tools for Relationship Repair. And we've been talking about the tools. We have talked about three of them, and we just were finishing up the third one before the break. Karen, did you want to say just one more thing about the three brains, about the HHG uh, formula that you have in, in uh, tool number three? Yes, I think that I call it the HUD formula just because HHG sounds odd. But when people are making some really important decisions that involve each other, their children, their partners, uh, their friends, really getting your inner wisdom from each viewpoint will save you so much stress and time and trouble because you will be 
in harmony with yourself. You will know when to go forward. You will know how to complete what you're doing. And there's just no inner doubt. And if you can get rid of the doubts in your relationships, uh, then your inner wisdom has done its job and guided you well. That's what we want. Wonderful. Wonderful. I can already see how I'm going to use this uh, with clients and in my own life. So I wanted you, before we go to the fourth tool, we're saving that for last, I wanted you to tell people how they can get your book, which isn't really even out yet, uh, how they can contact you, and if you have any um, seminars or anything coming up. Thank you. Uh, From Fizzle to Fizzle is actually going to be on Amazon, I understand, within a week. So that's great. Uh, it's already been submitted, but it's just not up yet. It takes a little time. Uh, this book is featured on the website called HeartWise Relationships. HeartWise is the brand that uses these four tools. So HeartWiseRelationships.com provides downloads, book excerpts, and a schedule of events that we have coming up. The first event will be in December when we're doing a series of three phone calls, I'm sorry, four phone calls discussing each tool and offering some Q&A time so people can understand how to use these tools once they have the book. So only six weeks away, and it will be mid-December. Wonderful.com and Amazon.com. Wonderful. So now is your book an ebook or is it is it a hard copy book? Right now, the first round will be a, it's a hard I'm sorry, it's a real printed book. I was gonna say hard copy, but it's a soft cover because it's a workbook. We oh. want people to use the charts and we want people to work through their profiles. And then if they need extra forms, they can just come to heartwiserelationships.com and download some more. So we're trying to make it available to couples and, you know, parents and kids so they can work through any communication issues they need with enough paper. And we want them to use the book, literally. No, no, I, I love that kind of book. I wanted I to, too. I love that kind of book that I write in, and some people just don't like to write in a book. And I've had editors that say, "No, we're not going to do it as a workbook," you know, because they don't like they don't they have a, some kind of phobia of, of about writing in the book. It's so funny, but I I think it's fabulous. It really it's it uh, downloads better for me because I'm using all the modalities. You know, I'm reading, I'm I'm writing, I'm you know sometimes saying it out loud, and I get it better. Well, exactly, and that was our thought. You know, if somebody's looking at it, then they want to be hands-on. So, you know, grab a pen and take the test now. And, exactly. you know, put it down, come back to the next assessment. Yep. But you no, want I... to have your full profile of your temperament and your values, and you, you want to understand your total self before you're bringing it into this partnership to deal with or to work with your own children, for example, or your teenager. Exactly. It's wonderful. I love it. So let's hear what the fourth tool is. We've all been waiting to hear. Uh, and the fourth tool is? Uh, the fourth tool is called emotional hijacking. And the best example I can give you is like when my husband Tom and I were having a discussion and the tenor of his voice rose a little bit and I broke, <laughs> broke into tears, scared him to death. He didn't know what happened. 
And I walked out of the room because I didn't know why I was crying. And I came to understand that the tenor of his voice was like my father's deep-throated voice that was always accusing. Are Mm. you going to be home on time? I told my dad I was getting married. He said, oh, are you pregnant? It's like, Jesus. So emotional hijacking is an emotional pattern in your muscles, in your memories, in your cells. And you respond to the same stimuli as an adult. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you can change that. A memory is just a memory, and it can be reprogrammed. Uh, There's lots of tools. And if somebody understands it's a memory within them and they're not being attacked, or I'm not crying because my husband did something to me, it takes it out of the victim mode. So the Mm -hmm. pattern comes up, your brain goes, oops, cry now. You know, this is your pattern, cry now. And so you can tell your brain and body, hey, I'm not going to cry anymore. Don't need to. I'm an adult. I can manage it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So that's emotional hijacking. The emotion comes up. You don't know where it's coming from. It's a response that's old and patterned from childhood, and it hijacks your present-day awareness. It takes you away from the relationship and from working on yourself. So in the book, the Fizzle to Sizzle book, do you have ways for people to figure out what the memory is so that then they can, they can, you know, stop that cycle in the future? Yes, we do have questions about, I'm sorry, we have lists of some of the defensive behaviors that we all go through, our basic human defenses. And then we ask people to use the head, heart, and gut to find out, you know, was it at age three? Was it at age 17? Um, And why? You know, why is it coming back up now? You know, what do you feel threatened by? So we do have questionnaires, and we do have uh, the hug technique to use. And if their memory falls into one of those defensive patterns, then they will understand that it's normal to all of us human beings and you have a choice to not be that way or not run that pattern. Wonderful. I love that. Yeah, and I just wrote down uh, these are defensive patterns when we feel threatened, and the threat could have been something so old. And I often tell people, you know, we're not children in that house anymore, but sometimes this reaction is is just so palpable that um we think we are <laughs> still those children well, exactly. in that in that house yeah. exactly who is the little girl crying because my husband asked me exactly we exactly. have a joke with each other we say so how old is that one it's like oh four <laughs> six twelve so we joke about it we bring humor to it and that's the idea we want people to lighten up i like that i'm writing that down how old is that one that's really really great so yeah so i guess that my final question is that um you've have you really seen people whose marriages whose relationships whose partnerships have been really fizzling on the verge of divorce and that some of these methods or these techniques have brought them back from the brink Well, here's where I've used this. I've used this in women's workshops for them to work out the relationships they want and also to work with their spiritual alignment. Mm -hmm. It was extremely successful there. I have seen it work in couples who can make it, but I've also seen uh, couples not make it and therefore choose their divorce because the emotional (laughs) pain was too much to bring up and too great to deal with. 
Yep. So therapy was best for them, and yep. their choices were okay. You know, they didn't make them from pain. I've seen parents really succeed in this by understanding their child's temperament and asking their children to make decisions from their gut or their heart. Yes. If the child is a feeler, for example, or if the child is highly intuitive. So it does work in just making life easier for discipline and communication. Wonderful. Uh, I've also used it with women with health issues who want to know how to make the best decisions for their health. Wonderful. So that's been more my alignment, Susan. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think people can uh, use it for whatever they need. And listeners, the book will be available for you in about a week on Amazon. And Karen, thank you so much for being on the show. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. I appreciate your depth and, and all that you do. Bless thank you. Me. Thank you so much, Karen. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And thank you all for listening today as well. On Tuesday, please vote your conscience. Vote from the highest place within you. Vote for the person who will do what is necessary to address global warming and move us toward world peace and overall sustainability of our planet and the survival of our species. Next week, bring your brains for a stimulating discussion with Dr. Bruce Lipton, who will help us create a spontaneous evolution. Until then, this is Dr. Susan Allison wishing you everything good. Thank you again for listening to the Empowered Healer Show. Please join your host, Dr. Susan Allison, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until then, have an empowering and fulfilling week. We are happy.